Welcome to the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singeri. Farming in the field has changed through time, but in the end, it remains pretty much the same. Plant seeds, provide water and sunlight, shoo away the bugs in some way, and then harvest the bounty. Melissa Passanin is a freelance journalist and contributor to the food section of Seven Days, and she's here to tell us about a different method that's being used in Barrie. Melissa, it's great to have you back at the VPR Cafe. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. Give us the overview of what's happening at Series Greens. Well, so you drive into downtown Barrie and you think, really? I'm going to go to a farm? And you drive across the railroad tracks and you go up to what used to be a granite shed, because as we all know, Barrie was the heart of the granite industry. And in a 12,500 square foot former granite shed warehouse, you walk into this huge room with cement floor and just trays and trays of greens growing no sunlight and obviously no rain. <laughs> and there are all these orange metal shelves filled with these vibrant green and red lettuces and beautiful aromatic basil plants. And the temperature and the humidity are all controlled by sensors. And there are LED lights and mechanically pumped water systems. No sunlight, no rain, no bugs, no rainstorms or tornadoes. Doesn't feel like a farm and yet there they are, these beautiful greens. <laughs> Who are the principals behind this business? I was going to say, and it's all magically it happens with no people. No, that's not true. There are people. <laughs> not the Keebler elves. <laughs> so the the pair of business partners behind this uh, two-year-old business, Series Greens, are Greg Kelly and Jake Isham. And they are really interesting. I, I don't really want to describe them as an odd couple because they have a lot in common, but they're also really different. And that's, I think, what makes them interesting. So Greg is 61, and he moved to Vermont about 24 years ago from San Francisco, worked in tech there, and he wanted to get away from Silicon Valley. And he ended up working in tech here. He built a regional fiber optic network company, Teljet, which he sold in 2013. Um, and then he was thinking, like, what do I want to do next? And he thought, well, food. Food's a business. That won't ever go out of style. Everybody's got to eat. And he started thinking about the environmental impacts of the food system, and he decided that, that he needed to look into how technology could help uh, make food in what he believed to be a more environmentally sustainable way. At the same time, we have Jake Isham, who's 28, an eighth-generation Vermonter. People may know the Isham family, longtime farmers. Um, his immediate family didn't farm, but his aunt and uncle did. Um, he grew up in Winooski. He went to Norwich University, majored in political science, was commissioned as an infantry officer. And then after four years, unfortunately, he had, was medically retired due to a serious medical condition. So he was working in finance and doing an online master's degree in diplomacy and international terrorism. Okay, well, what does that have to do with food? Yeah, no, it has a lot. So he said he started seeing how civil unrest came a lot of times from resource scarcities, places where water or food were not in abundance, often would lead to economic instability, and then conflict. And so he came to this agriculture, this form of agriculture, from that perspective. And how'd they get this thing off the ground? In 2016, Greg was starting to try and grow lettuces with this type of what they call controlled environment agriculture. Some people call it hydroponic, and might that might be familiar. And he was doing it in a friend's basement, and it was not going so well. He was using LED lights, but he didn't realize you needed to get it warmer than 50 degrees. Hmm. He said, I didn't even know how to grow houseplants. 
And then at the same time, Jake is doing all this research and talking about it. And their mutual friend was like, you guys who don't even know each other are both obsessed by this type of farming. You should get together. So they did. <laughs> and they started growing in the small Colchester warehouse. And uh, as Jake put it, we killed a lot of plants. <laughs> and then he was able to take part in a three-month veteran to farmers program in Denver. Um, because of his status as a veteran, and it, the, he specifically learned about controlled environment agriculture. Then they started raising money, putting in their own money, and they found the Barry Space, which they renovated. Um, they expect that they'll have invested close to a million dollars by the time this gets up and running, and they have some loans. So they've they've come a long way, <laughs> and they're now able to grow plants without killing them, most importantly. That's a good thing. <laughs> This is the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singeri, and with me today is freelance food writer and Seven Days contributor Melissa Passanen. We're discussing series greens of berry. Melissa, what are the advantages to the approach being utilized by series greens? Well, I mean, it's pretty clear what they're doing is they're controlling for a perfect growing environment, right? So they control the amount of water and light and nutrition. Um, they do not need to use pesticides or herbicides. They use city water, which they sterilize, and then they add nutrition to the plants as it is pumped through. They are able to recapture all of the water that is not taken up by the plants. So they estimate that they're probably using about 85% less water than soil-based farms. Mm. And it goes without saying that, of course, they can grow year-round, so it makes fresh greens accessible to people in Vermont, for example, year-round that are local. Series Greens recently received a nice vote of confidence, and it came with a $25,000 check, too. Tell us about that. So, yes, in December, they were named one of two winners of Excel VT's Ag and Food Tech 2018 Business Accelerator Program. It's managed by the Vermont Sustainable Jobs Fund, and it's basically a way for these startup companies, seed, seed stage companies, to get mentorship, business guidance, and then potential access to capital. And what they said, too, it just really helped them build their network, build their business plan. And obviously, it's a nice uh, thing to be able to tell other potential investors, look, we won this. We we know what we're doing. All I can think about is eating. So have they been selling much of their vegetables yet? <laughs> so when I visited them a little bit earlier this year, uh, they were just selling to a few local restaurants. But by the end of this month, April, um, they should have quadrupled production and they should be selling um, their goal is to sell about 80% bulk to restaurants and institutions, and then probably about 20% to independent retail stores like co-ops. They expect the price point will be between conventional and organic, um, and they're going to sort of hang their hat on freshness and a low environmental impact. They understand that they need to educate people, and the packaging will explain what they're trying to do. And they also believe that they're part of a wave, that there will be more companies like them. They don't want to corner the market. Um, the 2018 U.S. Farm Bill has several provisions of support for this type of new, more technology-based farming. And basically, they said, you know, the more farmers who are growing greens, the better off we all are. As Jake said, we should all be eating more greens, right? We should. <laughs> Melissa Passanen is a freelance journalist and contributor to the food section of Seven Days. Melissa, thanks for joining us again at the VPR Cafe. Thank you so much, Rick.